are listening to Boku No Stop, an anime podcast that is going to stare uncomfortably long at burning humans. I'm your host, Fletcher Arnett, and with me is... Chris. And Matt. And it's really only uncomfortable for certain people. (laughs) I mean, I had a good time. It's definitely more than willing to linger on men burning (laughs) to death and screaming this week. I mean, we we talked about, like... Like when when JoJo got uh, somewhat immolated uh, in like season two, we we talked we talked about it. But this is even yeah. But like compared to this, like holy shit! (laughs) Offhand, there's seven in these five episodes. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. You got a black ghost roasting in an open fire. It's great. Yes. And today we are talking about Cyborg 009, the Cyborg Soldier, episodes 16 through 20. Boy, they get so much use out of those three different shots of things falling out of the bottom of the plane. Yes. Yeah, they do it a lot. <laughs> like half the episode's runtime are those two clips. <laughs> uh, with that, let's just let's just jump right in. This is a wild week with number 16, Charge. Uh, so we pick up directly from the end of the last episode, where we have a slow montage of the dolphin departing the African continent. And as the crew make it to open water, we zoom out, and slowly it's revealed Black Ghost has been watching from satellites. Everyone is pretty bloodthirsty in the room, but Skull says they need them alive for study. Otherwise, a satellite laser could do the job in moments. The thing that's vexing him is how the hell are prototypes, things that would have been garbage, so powerful, with test dummies outperforming later models repeatedly? I like that anime doesn't exist in this universe, otherwise he'd just know it's the power of friendship. (laughs) Which is incredibly Uh. funny because it's not the power of friendship that does him in shortly. It's just one determined asshole. Fuck, I cannot... Oh my god, okay, (laughs) let's carry on. Uh Yeah. Uh I know, I can't wait for that. So upset. But Skull says that we are going to treat them as a real threat because Black Ghost must be an impenetrable organization. And so with him being nearby, Skull phones up Commander Farage, the gentleman who was running this operation last episode. Uh, The subtitles write it as Freguet but they pronounce it Farage. I don't know if that's proper French. I'm just Forget going to about use it. it. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and don't you forget it. I think um, we might actually have an episode title already. Uh, dude, this I don't know, man. There's just so much going on in this, these episodes. <laughs> you said you'd never forget. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Skull phones him up and tells him... <laughs> 9-11 if... is in, like, three weeks. So, I'm like, now I just think he never... I, every time I think of 9-11, I'm gonna think never for Gwet. Oh, my God. I, You know, this one might actually be going up on that week, so I might have oh, to no. name it that. Okay. Let's, um... Uh, yeah, uh, doing fire the emo- math. Fire emoji, person jumping emoji, skull emoji. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I laughed at that before I realized what it was. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck. Well, we've already gone to hell. <laughs> I am so, so sleep deprived. Holy shit. Uh yeah, no, the thing with this guy, uh, like I this guy has a better like color design on his uniform uh than the the double O's uh do and it annoys me because I'm like 
he's wearing like it's like navy with ivory and like a yellow cape and i'm like that looks so much better than red on orange or orange on red how do you feel when we see their old design in a couple of episodes the blue the the, i like that i like that better too you you mean the one where they look like they're from the earth uh union and gundam yeah yeah i just like every time i saw this guy i'm just like man that's a much better outfit Anyway, uh, Skull uh, kindly phones the gentleman up and tells him if he would like not to die, he needs to deliver him the cyborgs. Uh, above the sea, his uh, Diamanta battleship. Which, damn, I'm probably going to do Steve Irwin that like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it begins deploying sonar to track the dolphin. Uh, under the sea, Joe's looking at the Rabbit 13 carved and wondering to himself, what was your name? What did people call you before they took that away? Uh, Francois, whose powers allow her to hear angst from miles away, interrupts. Uh, she steps in, asking where the rabbit came from, uh, making him very depressed. Uh, good, good scene here, right? Like, good, good moment where a lot goes unsaid. Uh, and then yeah. she just tells the story, uh, you know, I grew up in luxury. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then she man. reenacted a, a music video for, uh, uh Kate Bush. She just yeah, said, I might, I might basically what she says is, you know, I grew up in luxury. I never had to work for my dreams. Check out the fucking sick dance. Uh, and then Black Skull interrupts <laughs> uh-huh. with a hologram. Permit me to introduce myself. I am Black Ghost. You are Black Ghost? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but the show doesn't seem to be as bad with that real stuff. Black Ghost, and he doesn't step up until the next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, like, by the way, we, we call, we just call it, like, Diamanta. It's like, it literally is a manta ray flying in the sky. It's just made out of metal. Like, and it has, called, like... It's called the Diamanta. A little on the nose. Yeah. I mean, Di means big, right? Am I remembering great. that correctly? Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so Great Manta would be a loose translation. Yeah, it's extremely literal this time. Also, it's pronounced Diamanta, like a giant manta ray full of missiles and bombs. Yeah, Skull... He's there in hologram, and uh, he says that he is forgiving. Uh, if they return now, the Black Ghost organization will welcome them with open arms. All sins forgiven, which is bullshit. We know it's bullshit. Cue around Robin of all the cyborgs, basically telling him to fuck off. With an awkward pause in between each of them, like it's a Kingdom Hearts cutscene. Yeah, you know, just really stretching that runtime. Uh, yeah, Skull then, like you know disappears and he says uh fools uh you brought this upon yourself yourselves and uh albert realizes wait if he can project a hologram in here then and he trails off uh moments before uh francois alerts everyone way too late that uh uh they're surrounded by bombs now francois seems extremely bad at her job yeah i don't mm, they're literally always getting sneak attacked all the time you know, I think she's just thinking about dancing too much now. Like, ever since that episode, she's yeah, just been Yeah, we started talking about dance, and as a result, she's not on guard. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's her one weakness. If you get her talking about stagecraft, all of a sudden you can just shoot her in the head. Don't, uh, don't read too much into that joke. So, with depth charges rocking the ship, and eventually causing a leak in the engine room, the dolphin crash dives and plays possum. The stupidest leak of all time. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, just yeah, go yeah. Turn a turn a knob to stop the leak caused by bombing. Okay, fuck off. But no, the 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 dumb thing about this is like when you look. I remember looking at the animation and seeing like 
okay, so there's this valve and there's water coming out from like bursts on both sides of the pipe. So even if you close the valve, it should be still leaking off of one uh-huh. side. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just turns everything off, which doesn't make any sense. Also, it takes the strong guy an entire two minutes of screen time to turn a valve. Look, he needs something to do. He gets something to do later, just not this episode. Yeah, not this episode, but like he, he does very little. And his one thing is, I am strong and big. Yeah, the, the the black guy gets to do menial labor. Technically, he's the Native American guy, you racist prick. Uh-huh. We literally have a black guy. So, at this point, the middle of this episode is a game of cat and mouse between Dolphin and Dynanta, and despite the boss's orders, forget it, or Frege is playing to kill. I mean, it's not despite his orders. His orders were uh, dead or alive. Yeah, they do later say that, but at first he's like, we need them alive. So it's 50-50. Yeah, because he wanted to, like, basically dissect them and, like, take them apart and figure out what the hell is going on in there, which, uh... I mean, I, I don't know if, like, the power of friendship works like a flux capacitor in these guys or something. Like, is that in the lore, Fletch? Nope. Yeah, okay. Uh, there's one bit in the middle I like. Chang's worried about the stability Marty. of the ship. Marty, oh. we gotta eat Takeyoki to get our friendship meter to 88%. <laughs> Marty, three more events and we could get another social link. Ching is freaking out about the stability of the ship. Gilmore is like, Look, if you can trust a single thing about Black Ghost, it's their technology, and Chang gets even angrier because why would I trust Black Ghost at all? Has his nose always come off? It has done it a couple of times before this, but yeah, they start loosening up on his design a little in this back half of season one. Yeah, he's like a he's like a knack now. He kind of is. I still don't like what's going on with his eyes. I still don't like it. Oh, that he has like- cat mouth eyes? Yeah, exactly. He's like puckered lips for eyes, or like, I guess you could say they Matt, also look stop. like threes. Matt, stop doing the Chinese eye thing right now. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my camera's not <laughs> shit. <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, that's, sorry, that's, you, that's no, my favorite no, actually. from your Kickstarter sucks as one of them repeatedly says, Mike, stop pulling your eyes up like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's very <sighs> funny. That is a good. That was a very good one. Uh, so eventually, with the dolphin parked at the bottom of the sea, the stalemate is broken when Jet and Punma leave to perform reconnaissance. They don't just leave. They're like, we could go out the hatch, but hey, shoot us out of this tube—a thing that will definitely get picked up on sonar. And I think uh, it's Albert is like, what? What the fuck? Okay, sure. And yeah, this makes no sense. Like, you know the first thing is going to happen is he's just going to, like, blow the cover, uh, you know, which yeah, he does immediately. By recon, Jet gets into a one-on-one air duel with the Dimanta. Which was a bad idea. He does pretty well. I can't believe that lady says, why are you such a bitch? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Matt I, actually I, petitioned me to make that the episode <laughs> art for this. It's yeah, incredible. I did. Yeah, do it. It's fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Like, it's, I... I <laughs> It's a short oh, race geez. between that or Albert firing a rocket going, take a knee. The dolphin has to surface to bail Jet out since he uh, gets shot with a fucking, what is a flak rocket to the chest. Uh, you get a good scale shot of how huge the Diamanta is. The dolphin is basically the size of one of the ice stalks. 
Um, still, the dolphin, like Jet, is way more maneuverable and can die, so it just starts f- dive, so it just uh, fucks the battleship up. Uh, forget about it, deploys the uh, Hydra G, an experimental drone. Uh, it is based on the jellyfish from a few episodes back. The dragon oh, the triangle sea. thing? Yeah. Oh, the, the devil of the sea. What a fucking garbage episode. Uh, it locks onto the dolphin, and by locks on, I think you need, uh, like, just does big giant tentacles all around it. Uh, it literally <laughs> wraps itself around the dolphin, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does the hentai thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I what? that for later. <laughs> get so many good clips of that lately. I'm gonna need uh, something for lightning for season four. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll just put in a soundboard. Just pretend. Just gonna pretend you're gone each episode. Not, never say you can't be here this season. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they do the big, the dumb electromagnetic wave plot magic again. Um, and then the drone pulls up. Uh, you see uh, Zero One doing high things, so you know that there's some dumb plot bullshit that he did. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the drone pulls the ship and the cyborgs into the Diamanta and flies away. Yeah, that takes us into uh, episode 17, uh, the final battle. So we're almost done. <laughs> uh, I was like, damn, what I can't, What a short season. I can't believe they killed Black Ghost in this episode. <laughs> uh, I was like, I can't believe they do a slice of life episodes for the next 35 <laughs> episodes then, of the season. And then they kill Black Ghost in this episode and do slice of life episodes. I know, what day. the fuck? <laughs> I was Do you so, okay, know but, how hard I've been trying not to ruin that for you? <laughs> is that really it? Is uh, yeah. Oh my what? god, that makes yeah, no dude. sense. It's so why do you stupid. Think, <laughs> why do you think the dog episode subplot is what happens when the organization disbands and all these scientists get into the world? Well, that's not really what they. Oh, I guess they kind. Yeah, they did kind of do that, didn't they? I didn't even think about that. No, yeah. I was just thinking like, I can't, like they, they this, made a whole is, point of like there are sleeper cells and sleeper bases, and there's such a big organization. Like, look, look, it, I, like if I if, woke if up Apple and saw zero zero eight fighting what looked like a T Rex, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Yeah, Dionychus. Uh, that's next episode. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let, let's talk about the Black Ghost shit at the end of this episode. Is after this the final really battle. the end of Black Ghost? I can't believe that. Yeah, That's you obscene. are not going to see any more Black Ghost. Uh, th- there will be another organization from the ruins, but no, nothing in season one. Oh my god, dude. That's yeah. fucking incredible. I'm so glad my wife is outside. She's so bad at me for how loud I'm being right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just such a, like, after all this buildup and saying they're so u- ubiquitous and, like... Well, push it to a reactor and <laughs> killed by a grenade, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's the like saying, like, no! Apple disappeared... Like, if you assassinated Steve Jobs, like, Apple would have just disbanded immediately. I, I know he died. He's dead. But like, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, you have no idea how much I've been trying to keep a lid on this. Because, yeah, they they just finished the two job and, just and like, <laughs> set all of these scientists in this organization into the wind. So fucking... That's so dumb. All, all right, right, so... Anyway, we'll... we'll, we'll anyway... We'll, we'll, Next yeah. season of Broken to a Stop. Uh. <laughs> there are consequences to this. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It just, it feels like there's just no, like, come down. You know what I mean? Like, there are other episodes of this show where I feel like they're still, like, coming down or, like, dismantling things. And it's, you're, like, you'll see that in other shows where it's like, oh, what's the aftermath? You know, like, what is the, you know, the Final Fantasy Ten Two shit? Yeah, uh, that's what we're in but, right now. Yeah, but, like, they don't lead with that at all. That's 
fucking unbelievable, dude. <laughs> okay. Like, did All he right. go to the hospital? And then somebody else was like, well, we're not sure the guy who does this is gonna make it, so, uh, let's wrap it up, boys. <laughs> to be fair, oh, shit. Skull fell into the middle of a nuclear meltdown. A deactivated nuclear reactor. The guys explicitly say the control room of the reactor is deactivated. But they set off a cascade. They literally set Look, off a nuclear event in the middle of Australia. Do not try to pretend that this is not fucking wild. <laughs> I, I won't. I'm just saying. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Final battle. Uh, we spoiled it. Uh, oh. We're going to kill. Wait. What's okay, his name? I, Skull. I, got my, Skull. I got my joke for Skull. when he gets fucking eye lasered, by the way. I'm ready. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so yeah this is the final battle episode 17 and um Ferej, uh immediately goes um okay but let's make sure we got them all like he, he you know he's he's like we can't take any chances uh otherwise i will die and all you will probably die uh so they go send troops onto the dolphin and uh they send troops in uh in groups of three armed uh hunting with flashlights uh since uh the EMP from the uh the weapon, the, the tentacle weapon, uh killed all the power in the ship. Love it. Love is the weapon. So one hitch of the comms later, uh Delta 2 responds to a call with the um corpses of all the uh double O's on the visual, and Ferez jumps up saying, Hey, uh we got him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> George Bush Jiff. I was I was waiting. I knew something was coming. I was just waiting. Sorry, for I was it. smoking. Fuck you. <laughs> I was just uh, I was just gonna be like, where where where's uh, Chris gonna come in with it? like the Obama voice? Uh folks, we did it. Skull's mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Um, an Obama impression just by having his faces in the right place. You don't even have to imitate his voice, and everyone knows what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know it really is just well. That's why Buttigieg was trying it. He thought. I don't need no black voice. I just have to pause like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pretty the uh, di- the Dimanta is flying towards its destination, uh, and uh, we are definitely uh, in Australia because we see some koalas, and koalas only live in Australia. I don't. Well, maybe they, they used to live in Australia. Now they're in heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they've been immolated like everything else. On <laughs> talk about foreshadowing. Yeah, Jesus. Once uh, again. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, ooh, koalas. Um so they're in the base. Uh yeah, they fly into like a uh it's probably a really famous um Mesa. I, I don't know which one it is because I It's don't... just a large butte. It's not given any kind of visual significance yeah. that I could tell. Yeah, but it's huge and it like opens up like, you know, secret doors and a thing flies in. Uh so they're given permission to land, and once uh, the Diamanta makes it inside, something explodes from uh, within it, and uh, it just, like, slams on the flight deck and, like, slides forward and just, like, completely fucked up. So Skull is on his little cyber throne and immediately rises up as the base starts shaking. One of the guards comes in and tells him there was a docking accident. Damn, At this I hate point, when I'm docking is- and my dick just explodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is kind mm-hmm. of a party foul. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like the... <laughs> I'm just, just going to... Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if I heard that, but just like, what is wrong with you kids right there? 
Um, I do I mean, like the, the tiny skull tank firefighting vehicle. That's so good. I love that. I think it's fucking adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. like Skull made his own tiny tachikomas and then went, what if they had a water cannon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like firefighters the, the... were menacing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the most Black Coast question on Earth. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, the cyborgs bust out of the smoke and start fucking up the guards in a blitzkrieg. Damn, I can't believe that guy at Tiananmen Square kept the firefighters from getting there. <laughs> uh, and a second soldier informs Skull, so the base is set on high alert. I love my favorite thing about that is that a second guy runs up and the first guy is still there. <laughs> like the idea that this could have gone on long enough that there were thirty guys standing there. It, yeah. I'm just saying when you see this organization's like main command structure at this base fall over because an actor walks into a room, you kind of understand how the whole thing could fall apart when Skull dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like who are these two like uh like he's got these like two lieutenants that like they're unique models and you think they're gonna be important and then they're very much not. One is Lieutenant I mean, McGillis. If you don't get a name, you are dead meat. <laughs> That's the Black Ghost way. And if you get a name, you're dead meat at the end of the episode. Oh, actually, not even at the end of the episode. Maybe the next episode. Yeah, and uh, there was that one mook from the Devil of the Deep Sea episode. He lived. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, that guy. Technically lived. Yeah, no, that guy fucking died somewhere of exposure, but still. So uh, we get the reveal that Ivan woke up last episode and shielded them from the EMP with a psychic barrier. But as a result, he's in sleepy baby mode again. Not that it matters, because the anime is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's so not like he's going to use that, like, in an episode or two. So the Does plan he? is now simple. Uh, they brought us to their base. We might as well level it. And yeah. when asked what they'll do without any weapons, Punma's like, well, you take the enemy's weapons. That's guerrilla warfare, dude. You drive your white Toyota trucks up and you blow it up. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke. Everyone loves that. Uh, hey, I got it. Yes. Okay, this is my chance. Uh, the plan begin. The plan becomes to find the control room, get the layout, and go from there to deal damage. Uh, GB points out that the ductwork they're in, which, by the way, is just like a fuck. It is wider than it, the regular hallway. Yeah, it's uh, a hallway. <laughs> I do like that uh, Chang welds it shut, like, good touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. GB does point out that the ductwork they're in uh, is bound to lead to some kind of nexus at some point, uh, completely omitting the fact that you could also just go the opposite way. Uh, well, that's using... why Francois checks where the broadcasts are going. Uh-huh. And fucking... Using... So Francois also puts up a big fight about this. Like, not like a big fight, but there's like some clear tension where she's like, I'm a pacifist, I can't do anything useful. That's not what that means. Fuck you, Francois. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> she puts her hands to the cabling and starts listening to the broad- broadcast. Uh, she's just clearly tired and everyone's just going, yeah, let's fuck them up, man. And uh, mm-hmm. she's very upset about that. On top of Look, the, the, uh, the, the 5G Dimensa. is messing with her. <laughs> Chris, the 5G is messing with her systems. Fuck. <laughs> got the corona. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Uh, Gilmore would be the worst if the cyborgs came down with corona. Oh no, what's this? What's happening? Oh, must be robot flu. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Let's get Koizumi and get a, get it a vaccine. Yeah. 
I just love how many times over the span of these episodes, Gilmore is the dumbest man alive. Oh, anti-cyborg weaponry. I can't do anything about that. I'm old. I wish I could have come up with a computer-based Kung Flu joke, but I could not. But just to let you know, I was working on it pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> on the crash drive answer for Quet climbs out and begins trying to flee, knowing this is a failure he'll never be given for. As he tries to escape, Skull appears before for him. Quet begs for his life, but at mid-sentence, Skull just says, Forget about it, and just immolates him with his <laughs> eye lasers. God! <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, I do love the actual line, because in the middle of his pleading, Skull just sets him on fire and goes, there is no third chance, only death. Mm-hmm. I that. I've been thinking about that for ten minutes. You already used it in the episode, though. I know, but that's why it's extra funny, because it wasn't funny the first time, so I was definitely going to do it a second time. Alright, I will make sure to leave it. Thank you. <laughs> doing jokes that are really tired that no one thinks is funny but presenting them as though they're jokes is my favorite thing like I will just not ironically do a boy with my arms tired you know mm-hmm. I can entirely believe that of you my brand is just like shit posting I mean I yes shit. look we have a whole network dedicated to it practically Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there's fucking like tax receipts uh, we did our taxes. I should ask Mark about that. <laughs> That's a good oh. question, Chris. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Oh, just uh... the timing on that. <laughs> Mark's in charge of it. It's just incredibly funny to me in a dark sort of sense that only a month after the due date would you think, do we do that? Uh, yeah, the extended date because of the virus. <laughs> uh, did we do our Subterfuge. pitch drop? Taxes. I think we were operating at a loss for the year, but whatever. I mean, well, yeah, probably, still probably. Um, yeah. So Mark Mark says yes. Cool. Cool. Anyway, now that's taken care of. Uh, I'm not going back to jail. Yay! For what about it? At least not for that flesh. That's true. <laughs> not for tax fraud. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get ISIS jokes. <laughs> Look, look, we all know that one of us is going to get arrested for anime. It's probably going to be me, though. Uh, I'm the one who has more of their full name on these podcasts, so that's that's a higher <laughs> tier. Yeah, but you, you don't have your uh, picture, though. <laughs> that's true. I, I guess if you have not heard before, that's not actually me you're seeing. <laughs> but remind me, who is that? Is that the guy who plays Tuxedo Mask in the, in the live action? It looks kind of no, like No, because that that's a woman. Um, that Hideo is... Kojima. Oh. <laughs> no, I meant I meant in the live and in, in PGSM Fletch. No, uh, that is not. That is the guy who plays Dan Caroto and was also on Terrace House. Ah, okay. That's a common writing joke. Yeah, I, that was gonna be my second guess. Uh, yeah. So, like... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> your Kickstarter sucks. Has some real dumb guys on the Gamer Channel. Hey, Ghost of Tsushima Odes, by the way. Right now I'm just packing apart Mongolians. Not sure if they're real or fake, but I sure don't like them. Wow. What? Not sure if the Mongolians are real. <laughs> that is... That is a statement you would hear on That's Street Fight. That's something I would say. That is a Murder Brian statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Mark Christ. Says it's not a big deal this year because we made like $100. 
Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, just imaginary barbecue is all I'm thinking about right now. Fuck you, the Mongolians are real. I know, but I'm saying you like you think like, no, no, this guy like going around thinking like, huh, I wonder what all these barbecue uh, places are from. <laughs> <laughs> all these barbecues Sorry. is also a very good title for this episode. Skull um, shows up in the uh, command center. Um, he walks to the front. He uh, thanks the troops, which is, you know, what you do as a patriotic American. He's not American, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he is Japanese. Uh, yes, but he's uh, saluting the troops. And uh, he says, uh, you can uh, take a little break for all your hard work. Uh, and then uh, he whips out a, uh, a ray gun and does the uh, sleep ray, you know, pink donuts thing and uh, knocks everybody out. And then uh, and then in like in a cut back to uh, Skull, he clearly has like the big like extended belly button that wasn't there a second ago it actually which of course is. you quickly is, is see it? it when he pulls the gun out it looks okay, like a belt buckle it. from the angle you're at oh yeah. okay yeah I, I i missed it the first time i mean we you know when he's like saying oh yeah good job guys my man have an, my man has an extremely long upper body based on the placement of that belly button by the way to be fair when you see him whip the cape oh okay you mean gb <laughs> not skull got it yeah uh-huh yeah um but yeah it turns out this is gb and uh so they have taken over the command center um so the plan is to um go to the arms depot get as many explosives as they can uh set them up in all the sensitive areas to blow everything up like they want to blow up the reactor or they want to blow up uh, you know the the other weapons hate when people put bombs in my erogenous zones (laughs) just like just like the usage of the phrase sensitive areas yeah, we bought a violet one for Mich- that. Way less problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Explosive orgasms. <laughs> I Yeah, so Albert, Jet, and Joe, uh, they head off to the hangar and fuel depots to uh, blow up the stuff there. Uh, Chang, G Jr., and Pyunma uh, go to the reactor. And Francois and GB uh, remain in the control room with Gilmore, which seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that, it does work for a while. It it does work for a little bit, uh, and uh, yeah, GB is like play it, like imitating people on comms. It's not that they're trying to like fuck up the organization because like look, there's going to be like five more guys they got to sleep ray. It's more mm-hmm. that they're trying to protect themselves as non-combatants than they are trying to help the other team. Although right. he does keep them from getting reinforcements and make things Yeah, but that's like, what, six guys that they either blow up and or donut ray? Like, who cares? That's not the point of it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Uh, But yeah, basically, uh, GB is doing, like, the Han Solo, yes, everything's fine here. Uh, Just trying to, like, you know... The droids you're looking for. Technically, yes. Yes. Uh Uh Okay. I did it. I made a Star Trek reference. Cue <laughs> chaos throughout the base. The cyborgs just start wrecking the cyborg guard, the robot guards, and the humans start getting the fuck out of the way because they're seeing what they're doing to them. Uh, inside the control room, GB is just taking on the disguise of one of the technicians and sewing descent and things, which works until a nameless general tries to carry his way to his manager. Uh-huh. I actually love that. He he only realizes 
that he's being duped. But he's like, what's the name of your supervisor? What's your name? Uh, uh, and GB just slams the button down and goes, well, I guess they figured that out. Yeah, yeah, he, like, did not even bother to, like, come up with a cover story or, like, look at someone's name tag and, like, guess their rank or something. Like, he, he just totally fails. So at this point, that guy alerts Skull that, hey, they have the control room. That explains a lot. And Skull stands up and goes, there is no break in the chain of command as long as I am in charge. Prepare the Tesla. Damn, thank God they got all those apartheid emeralds already in Africa. I know, right? And thank God that they're going to <laughs> manually control every movement this thing makes so it doesn't run into the fucking fire robots. I can't believe Black Ghost dies because uh, 009 throws a baseball at the Tesla. It's amazing. The smoke <laughs> just makes it look like there's a little bit more road and all of a sudden it accelerates into the reactor. Anyway. Why do they bother putting the human guards to sleep when this entire base is going to explode in 20 minutes? These men are dead either way. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Because they're JoJo's. That's what the JoJo's do. Like, <laughs> we don't see anyone else get out of this base and a nuclear meltdown happens. So, yeah. yeah. That's an anime-ass thing to do. We gotta leave these people alive in a situation where we'll die in a way more horrible way than if we just killed them. Yeah, this was the exact moment where I realized they've destroyed all the escape vehicles They've set a reactor to go critical, and these guys are just gonna sleep until they wake up as maybe not even wake up. Look, look, Fletch, at this point it counts as an environmental kill. It's not on their KD. <laughs> Alpha Protocol doesn't know how to handle this, and it's just like, good job! <laughs> uh, technically a pacifist run. <laughs> Nuclear meltdowns, technically a pacifist run. I love it. That is some... That is some arcane ass shit. The basic the base explodes in the top right corner of the screen and says Francois hated that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, remember when people thought Telltale was good? No. Uh the bombs have all been set and the plan of meeting the non cons at the control room is fucked up when the Tesla, a droid that's Excuse designed. Excuse me, the non cons? We get it, they're libs. I think you meant the non coms. <laughs> right right <laughs> i think that must have been corrected uh, by the notes oh he's fucking libs in the control room <laughs> to be fair francois a baby and gilmore whoa just because he's jewish doesn't make him a lib you prick <laughs> <laughs> damn it uh, i can't come up with a good israel joke in time oh well <laughs> i gotta save him all for when that's out uh-huh <laughs> Uh, yeah, of the nine, only Joe has the reaction time to get out before the thing zaps the... And then Skull taunts him from inside the room. <sighs> Skull offers a proposition, uh, fight me one-on-one. -on -one. If you fr win, your friends are are free from, uh, my... from captivity. Uh, Gilmore just goes, uh, don't do that. Just don't reveal yourself, Joe. And then yep. Joe's like, no, fuck that, I'm out. And they do the accelerator duel. It becomes incredibly clear very fast that Skull's body is uh, as augmented as anything they faced before. Uh, he is much faster and stronger than Joe. He's just, like, doing the big aura aura on Joe, deflecting lasers and shit. Uh, he just brutally knocks out Joe, uh, saying the Zero Zeros aren't even worth keeping as research material. Uh, Gilmore pleads for their lives, and Skull's like, Gilmore, this is all your fault, uh, and since you did this, I'm gonna make sure you... Uh, 
Watch as I send them to the furnace. Oh, Jesus fucking That's true. <laughs> That's actually part of his backstory. They're explicitly doing that. I, I didn't, I did not catch that, but yeah, uh, wow. I was going to say, yes, this is explicitly, hey, possibly Jewish scientist. Do you know what I'm going to do to your family all out? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's when everything begins to explode. Yeah. I, you know what? The the thing that bugs me first, and like th- this happens every time that there is like a uh, a, a accelerator mode uh, showdown, is the we're both running sideways uh, for way longer than the entire room is. <laughs> You're like, not he, wrong. Should... This is a really tiny space. Yeah, and like, like uh, the rest of the fight, like, there's a bit where, like, you know, you're seeing like the the after images of like Joe getting hit in real time. And, Damn, like, finally that glad cool. they pulled out all the animation stops in the last episode. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like they start off this fight in a way I'm just like, this doesn't make sense for this space at all. Uh, and also, it's just like, oh man, like. He, he, this is the point at which I'm like, actually, Blackos looks pretty cool. Like he's a pretty cool design. Skull, like, skull, yeah, yeah, skull himself. Yeah, is a is a pretty like cool design with the cape and everything. And I'm like, uh, but he's this is the last of him, so oh well. Um, uh, for what it's worth, just because we didn't mention it earlier and you did kind of call it out, the animation budget very clearly went to this episode. A lot of the cyborgs fucking things up in the bro. Hallways. These episodes look so bad. This like one on the Blu-ray, yeah. Like if there's a ton of stuff in the background where like every other frame it's like flickering. It's like uh like when they're on the dolphin, it's super noticeable that all the gauges, the bottom mm-hmm. of the gauges, keep flickering on and off because it's clear that somebody else did this other drawing where the bottom of the panel looks slightly different. It's wild. Uh, yeah. There's a no, ton yeah, of like that the... shit happening. It's mostly in the like the last episode's really bad with that where like. You, you'll see like shots out the window of the dolphin where at one point it's doing the smooth like 60 frames scrolling and then sometimes it's like oh this is more like 24 frame scrolling while see, in the foreground it's a different frame rate it's re- this one is fine but all these other episodes look like absolute ass that's what i was gonna say all the budget clearly went to episode 17 yeah all the money being used on really cool cyborg fight scenes like but them the going remaster the hall. is bad like the top bar of this episode flickers a lot yeah i, I think mean, it's the, what they had to work bits. with yeah. yeah i think they just the stuff was degraded on at it's a just, certain point. It's just wild how much like shit this uh, Blu-ray generally looks in a way I'm not used to things looking like shit in. So uh, Gilmore uh, decides to uh, charge at the uh, drone, and uh, like this is the this is the part where I'm like, why doesn't somebody just shoot him? Like, yeah. People just this guy is like he's not strong, he's not fast. He just runs up to this thing and like tips it over slightly and starts EMPing skull. The only uh, reason this works is that there is an explosion in this room and there's smoke and Gilbert is so tight Gilmore is so tiny you can't see him through the smoke I mean they could have probably just shot and hit him in the nose anyway also Mm -hmm. (laughs) like my man as wide in profile as he as he is facing you yeah he's uh he's he's very wide in multiple directions Uh uh-huh he's he is a thick man. Sorry, that Resident Evil 4 a Leon comic, but it's Gilmore's nose flapping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Nostrils are dummy thick, yeah. Uh, so, Joe his, sees his this... Um, no more makes it clap every time he smells of his tea. 
God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. I'm uh, so glad my wife left my house already. Wow. No, honey, I wasn't talking about ass cheeks this time. I, I promise I was talking about this guy. Check it out. <laughs> Check out the schnoz. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Joe wakes up he, and he sees his opportunity against Skull. And uh, even though he's all fucked up, he accelerator kamikazes himself into Skull and it sends them down uh, a uh, shaft uh, towards uh, the reactor. And this is what I was talking about like, um, the baby's going to do a thing again. Uh, right. Cause it'll be the second time uh, he's done something in two episodes, which is like higher yep. than normal quota. Yeah. He, he wakes up just in time. You know, he's starting to get a little more control over his powers. It's not taking him literal days to wake up anymore. Fuck you. Mm. How about it was convenient for the plot? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. It's so you don't lose the title character. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, did we talk about how this new nuclear reactor got opened, by the way? We did not. We did not. Okay. Because uh, okay, like, he just rips the top off it? Yeah, yeah. it's like when uh, when um, <laughs> when the Ava gets the sniper rifle out of that building where it's just like they drew a line and just like lifted it up. <laughs> yeah, G Jr. uses his ray gun to melt a little of the top of this reactor. Then he shoves his hands in and rips it up. And it does just come up as like a piece with the fucking drag tool well and the thing that's funny about it is that if he just ran more of that laser around the edge he would have had a much easier time <laughs> yeah you'd think that wouldn't you <laughs> you think he would just like run it around and then lift it up but no he just grabs like a hand like gets a handhold and just tosses it uh but that that exposes the uh the the rods of uh fissile material yeah it's very clearly right these are carbon coolant rods yeah yeah um yeah, so Skull uh, falls down into this reactor, into the pool of water with the with the rods, and uh, his last words are, uh, how? How can I be defeated by a mere prototype? It can't be, and then uh, one of the little bombs, like egg bombs, <laughs> whatever, I don't know if they're grenades, they, they look like um, <clears throat> detonators, uh, goes off, and uh, everything just explodes. Forgot uh, about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carry on. Uh-huh. David Fregueta, famous artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the cyborgs make it back to the dolphin. Uh, they leave behind the nuclear meltdown in the middle of Australia. Uh, rip kangaroos again. Uh, and uh, nobody ever uh, notices this at all. This is completely unremarked upon, apparently, in the rest of the world. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's Australia. Shit be like that, I guess. Yeah. yeah criminals 200 degrees on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so back in flight, uh, Francois asks desperately, is that it? Is it finally over? Are we free? And Gilmore just sighs out. Yes, it's over. It's all over. And that's the end of the episode and the end of the show. I don't care that you deleted it, Chris. I'm calling this out. I fucking hate that the dub goes for now. Uh, that's bullshit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the, the, as we said earlier, that's the end of Black Ghost as we know it. So how do you feel about Cyborg 009? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really do want to know, how do you two feel after that revelation? That's fuck, so fucking stupid. I'm so mad. So I was, I was ready. For, I was ready for, like, another, for them to bring up, like, another commander who takes over. 
and like, oh, he's gonna like get the remnants together, or like, you know, I somebody yelled, else is gonna take up the mantle. Me so loud, it woke up my cat who bit me in the hand so hard that it drew blood, and I had a hole in the palm of my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then justice is gonna take over your hand. I've kind of, I've kind of spoiled it a little. Yeah, there's going to be another organization from the ruins, but yeah, for a little right. while. They're just going to get to have lives, and all that's happened is we've just set a bunch of maniacs free on the world. Yeah, just the smash cut from episode to episode is just so reeling. Uh, But yeah, uh, that takes us into episode 18, the story of a struggling restaurant, which is... This this episode's fucking wild, man. This this episode is uh, just so you can jerk off. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, oh, so Jesus. at this point, our notes get very loose because these are not you need beat by beat recaps. I just yep. kind of put some loose stuff in here. So the... Black Ghost is dead. Uh, everyone has uh, scattered to the winds, just kind of hanging out. Uh, Jed is homeless, basically. Uh, <laughs> Chang is running a restaurant. Uh, this the... one is a. Well, go ahead. Well, no, the thing is, Jed, Jed is not homeless because uh, he's in an apartment in New York City. Or I guess he, it looks like he's in Jersey City, actually. He is in New York. Uh, yeah. And uh, he he tries to cook something and burns it and, because it, and then the, the TV thing, goes, the framing that device. easy and delicious? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the framing device on this episode is just ridiculous. Uh, so... It's explicitly clear everyone else has stayed in touch except Jet. He's just gone off to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And we also get to find out he was literally the only person not assisting Chang in cooking on the dolphin, which is why he is so bad at this. Mm-hmm. But he leaves the episode for the entire runtime just screaming out the window, What type of lunatic makes a cyborg who gets hungry? Uh, I mean, he comes back at the end. Yeah, he's the capstone, but like, yeah, he's not part of zero zero nine for having the least appealing anime food I've ever seen. Yeah, it's <laughs> it uh, looks like shit. shit. Anime shit, food dude. usually looks so good. Otherwise, elsewhere, uh, Gilmore. Ha- what the fuck is a parrot head? Is that when he hangs out? Jimmy at Buffett. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a... that's literally a Jimmy Buffett thing. Okay, Gilmore has become a parrot head at a resort with Kazumi. Jewish Dr. Light and actual Dr. Light just hanging out. Uh, I don't think Ivan's with them. I think Ivan is with yeah, them. Yeah, Ivan is with them. We see him in a crib. He's in a couple of shots. Mm. Well, Ivan's hanging out with them, I guess. Uh, yeah. Punma's returned home to assist in rebuilding his country by uh, doing some mind sweeping with a truck full of food. I was going uh, to point that out in a minute, but... Albert's was... a shitty trucker. Uh, very <laughs> bad at it. Uh, no one's a driving... trucker. No one good at driving trucks. Uh, G Jr. is in construction. Of course he is. Uh, he's wearing a wild leather tasseled vest. Oh, Chang's the, got the, a restaurant. But the thing is, like, there. We, we, we gotta, we gotta at least like mention. We're gonna the, talk the, about the shit when uh, it happens. Right now, okay. we're just doing the intro. Fuck off. God, God, just uh, okay. Oh, by the way, I put, I put the picture. I thought of you were text, busy. Shut your hole. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, this, this picture is incredible. Yeah. Francois is at the restaurant. Chang is uh, begging her to wear a Chinese dress. Uh, very cool. Uh, it's a cheap owl. Joe's hanging out there yeah. doing supply runs. Uh, fuck off, Matt. Uh, what? And GP what is there also just kind of hanging out and taking up space in the kitchen. Yeah, uh, GB is technically uh, Chang's employee, but he's basically just being an asshole for the entire rest of this episode. Good news, I started recording. Uh, somebody else but, I don't know. 
finished reading Emily. Yeah, everything starts going awry for basically all of them. Albert has lost his job when the truck goes over the ridge in a blizzard, and his partner is injured, so they're good for ten people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and it's just mush. There's two ways you can read that. It's good for ten people, okay, ten people, there's ten people's worth of food, or it's good uh-huh. to share with ten people, so you only have to have one bite. <laughs> or or it's uh, it's only good for ten specific people and terrible for everybody else. <laughs> That's actually a much funnier one. <laughs> yeah, so Albert is stranded in a cabin with his slightly injured co-driver. Puma's Stop. aid efforts kind of go to hell when he runs over one of the remaining landmines on the route, destroying the majority of what he's carrying. Uh, and then Jane. he's like, damn, should I even bother to bring this food to my starving village? What a fucking idiot. <laughs> to be fair, it's because all that survives intact is two bags of flour. Damn, when I'm starving, I hate when I only get a little food instead of no food. Yeah, he does <laughs> decide, all right, screw it, I'm going to throw this on my shoulder and carry it myself. <laughs> yeah, and it's not a really dumb moral dilemma. It is, but it lasts for... In under 30 seconds. But it's so wildly dumb. It is like, so it's, it's... out of character for someone who cares for his country and people to say, boy, should I even bother to give these starving kids anything? Like, he, he, the thing is, he just gets such, like, nasty whiplash from being like, I have this whole truck bed full of flour, we'll feed feed them for months, and then be like, oops, I hit a landmine. Which, by I'm the way, saying... that happens, like, with no warning. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying it's... it's bad because it goes against his entire characterization so far. That's true. He should have known better. I'm just saying, it's not like we pretend long. He literally is just thinking, is it worth walking all night to bring them two bags of flour, or do I go back for another truck? Fuck it, they'll want the food. That's the whole thought in his head. Should I do this, or should I open my phone and uh, pay a dollar a day? (laughs) God damn it. Um... (laughs) Chang is being a damn terror to everyone helping him because a, a restaurant critic is going to show up that evening. Uh, he's having Joe run internationally for the best ingredients. GB is supposed to be picking up things from the market, but again, he's just kind of being a dick. Mm-hmm. And Francois wears the Chongsum, and we get a slightly racist GB joke that, again, dub only. But, but also, also, like, uh, she gets all blushy and, uh, you know, mean, that, uh, that is Joe definitely him. racist, not maybe. I think it's questionable enough. It could just be a stupid pun either way. Uh. But yeah, the, the, the whole, like, I, I got such an eye roll out of, out of uh, Francois wearing the cheap pal. And then and it doesn't go away. That's the thing that's the worst thing. She, she went from looking like a hentai character to just being a hentai character. It's yeah. kind of weird that that is recurring, yes. But, you know, we drew the model. We have to use it twice. The thing that's really lazy about it is that I get putting on the dress when she has her hair up in the fucking domes the, in the for both episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she got the Adongos on. Yeah. Uh, G Jr. tries to help a co-worker out on the site, but it goes so badly the dude nearly flings himself off a bridge that evening. Dude, that guy is, like, the way he's drawn, just, yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if you thought Chang was drawn poorly, let's look at this Chinese guy. Holy shit. Dude, he looks like, he looks like a guy from, like, Super Jail. He looks like a burn victim. 
right? Like that what artist, whatever his name. Jail? It's an Adult <laughs> Swim cartoon. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, I forget who, what that artist is, but like he's a very just uh, they. I don't know who it is. They have a very distinct style, and like to me, it's like it's a certain kind of ugly that is like it's kind of adjacent to Mike Judge, but like not exactly. Yeah, it's very Mike Judge taken to a hideous extreme. If you had since you haven't seen it, Chris. Uh, yeah, it very much does look like a character from Super Jail. I'm not gonna look this up. No, I didn't think you would. It'll be in the show notes. I'll put it next to a picture of this guy and people will understand. I'm Googling it now. It'll be in the show notes is my favorite thing to hear in a podcast because then I can check and laugh when it's not there. Hey. <laughs> Which is always. When I say something goes in the show notes, it yeah, goes in exactly. the show notes. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. If I say something goes in the show notes and I don't put it there because I'm lazy, I just remove the part where I say it's in the show notes. This is going to be great out of of context. Yeah. The restaurant critic plot sucks. It's the weakest part of the episode. Uh, The one part I do like is that Chang didn't recognize Makoto was a woman's name, though, because in China it is feminine, but it's ambiguous in Japanese, which he's not. Mm -hmm. Anyway, eventually everyone's plot turns around because of the cooking they did on the dolphin with Chang in some form or another. Uh... Punma manages to turn this flour into enough food to feed a whole village. G Jr. makes some Chinese cuisine that he learned from Chang. To, like, they really come up to him and basically say, Please, sir, can I have some more? Yes. <laughs> they really do. And uh, all the praise I gave this show for being good about the people in Africa last episode is thrown right out the window because literally only one voice actor is trying anything and another one is just a little British voice. Unbelievable. It's it's straight up does. May I have another? It's like, wow. Damn, I wish the British would recolonize us so we can get some food. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, everyone like turns things around. Uh, they Except cheer up. Yes, yeah, except for Jet, who ends the episode just screaming that he misses Chang's cooking. Yeah, like, somehow kept burning, like, fucking onions, like, on fire. Yeah, he's straight up doing some how-did-spaghetti-catch-fire shit in his apartment. (laughs) Good lord. Uh, My kid's sister did once set spaghetti on fire on a stove in a pan of boiling water, so that's real. That can happen. Jesus. I mean, I... I have a similar story, but in the sense of that, like, I accidentally left a stove on uh, to go to someone's house. <laughs> I totally forgot I was making mac and cheese. And then I like this was before I had a car. So I got in, on a bicycle. <laughs> uh, you had to call, like, the fire department to, like, break into the house and turn it off before, like, anything actually caught fire, which was thankfully it didn't. Thank goodness. But that'll roll us into episode 19, Conditions of a Hero. And there's an intro scene that was apparently cut from some of the TV airings of this dub, which is very weird. Uh, We just get a little bit of downtime. Joe and Francois with Gilmore. It seems that more people have started moving into wherever he's at. And then we get the drop that nobody's heard from Jet since the whole gang split. And that's when the episode begins. So, uh... Jed is basically a heroin addict in New York City. I mean, not not literally, but like he, he definitely has like that vibe. Yes, because uh, like he's you know it's he's in a like a, a slummy. Um, he goes like, up Jimmy building. And says, Have you ever thought about stealing a cop's gun? 
that's not far off from the vibe he's getting uh-huh. off. <laughs> yeah. But but apparently, yeah, he's he's made friends with this uh one little kid, Jimmy, uh, by telling him like uh very story booked up uh versions of uh his adventures with uh the other cyborgs. Although not for him, like he's you know, he's making them into like mythic figures. And uh yeah, this is where they like y- you see some static drawings and like different art and stuff and it's got like a an extra little fantasy layer because like skull is like oh he's in a cave but it's like you know like a cave cave not like a cave with you know yeah, no, technology it's a cave from it. island x fuck off yeah it's oh, is... one of those things where oh, i right, would right, think right. these were using old manga panels except then they start doing random drawings that are entirely new and it's like no they clearly didn't do that either mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also you failed to mention the part where jet paints himself as the hero of every story i was i was getting there yeah yeah basically say how zero zero two is the best and he is uh the invincible he, cyborg yeah he, he he doesn't doesn't get hurt or like even when he is like hurting he's the one who like so jimmy's mother uh kathy uh hates jet uh because uh you know for for one thing he does shit like hanging out like tells jimmy you need to be you know be like zero zero two be a hero, be a big boy, and then watches him get into a fight with other kids and just watches him get the beat, the shit beat out of him. <laughs> to be that. fair, I have to give Jimmy credit. He's trying to stop some bullies from messing with a kid, despite the fact that he's the size of this little kid and the bullies outnumber him and are older. Oh no, Jimmy's not the problem. It's just that this adult is just watching this happen. <laughs> Yeah, he's smiling, <laughs> holding Jimmy's bag as this happens. This episode, yeah. It's just like watching bum fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Kathy, like, calls him out on it. The best part is, like, were, were you there? And he, uh, he's like, yeah, I was there. And he's like, oh, I should have done something. <laughs> oh, but he was learning. This this gives him character. Uh, so, like, I, like, Kathy is, like, extremely New York. This is, yeah. like, this entire episode is just character assassination on Jet. Not that he had a personality to begin with, but I'm like, what a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the toned down nicer version of Jet, too. Because we get a flashback to his past. Uh, in the original manga, Jet was 100% a West Side Story gangbanger, which is why yeah. his name was Jet. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I... In this episode, they tell the story where he was just a lone guy who was just fighting people down at the docks in a bum fight style situation <laughs> and as people pull knives on him uh the cops show up and shut everything down in the manga goes, dang it's the cops forget about it <laughs> i'm going to be so happy when you forget that character's name next episode and i never have to hear this a 12th time uh-huh. <laughs> I'm probably gonna do it several more times this episode. I'm I know it. that's yeah, why it's I got said a shelf 12. life of it's got a shelf life of like the next thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> let's be real. I had a shelf life of before I said it. <laughs> um, uh, in the manga, Jet was straight up in a knife fight with the leader of a rival gang, where he accidentally question mark kills the dude with his switchblade. And either way, when the cops show up to shut yeah, things like, down, two guys like how we drone strike weddings, please. It's definitely very open ended if Jet meant to actually finish him off. He mm-hmm. looks he looks like he's regretting it, but that might also be, oh, shit, I just killed a dude shock. And yeah, he he is trying to run from the cops when they show up and 
two guys in black suits go, hey, we got a we got a way out. You owe us one. And that's how he gets grabbed by Black Ghost. Mm hmm. And with, with like a sick like Lincoln Town Car or something. Yeah. Damn, I got... can't believe I trusted Jimmy the abductor. <laughs> <laughs> um, of note, he's talking about how he used to be so green he didn't know not to trust him. And they point out as he flashes or as he returns to modern day that there's a guy in a coat watching him. With we'll red come hair. back to that guy later. Okay, yeah, because he doesn't show up again, I don't think. Does he? In he does episode? not in these episodes. No. Okay. Yeah, because they they frame it like he's it's going to be important for this episode, and then you never see the dude again. So it That's kind right. of is, and I'm going to point that out later. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, Jimmy apparently knows where Jet lives. Uh, well, he's just, just down the hall. They're in the same building. Oh, they're in the same building. You know what? I didn't even realize. Yeah, because the old guy the is knocking building. on the door across the hallway. Has yeah, he's knocking Jimmy. on Jimmy's door God. trying to get him. For whatever reason, I just thought that. They, they were like stalking each other or something. Uh, I was very tired yesterday when I watched these for the record. That's fair. It's just like, that's a weird detail in this. Yeah. Kathy goes, I guess, yeah, I guess this makes sense. Yeah. She, he's been uh, kind of babysitting uh, Jimmy as uh, Kathy goes out to her second job. She's working two jobs and uh, the, the second one's in a hotel. Uh, I, I do like the, the part where uh, Kathy first said like, no, fuck you. Don't drink our coffee. <laughs> There's no coffee here. Yeah, uh, uh, he he drops Jimmy off at the restaurant she works at as a day job. And <laughs> she's like, hey, you can also go. We don't have any coffee. And the guy behind the counter is like, I just put on another pot. We don't have any coffee. Yeah. Um, It's like the diner I go to where they have this thing on the menu for six dollars that says three cups of coffee or three hours. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's that great. rules. <laughs> Like we, uh, we've all done that. <laughs> too bad. Too bad that Diner has been bought by Seattle's busiest rapist, Dave Miner. Oof. And now okay. I can't go there anymore. Yes. Yeah, I entirely understand that logic. But yeah, he's uh, like, you know, J Jet's really like grown to like this kid. Uh, and I, I guess part of it's also he likes feeling important and get, having attention. Uh, uh, yeah, given he can, to him. he can tell stories of his glory days and the kid will not think of it as anything other than a nice fable. God, this feels like, yeah, this feels like, uh, like Vietnam vet, like strung out in the city. Like there's just like so many of the similar beats. It's so weird. Um, and his apartment that has no furniture and no food in it, just a TV. So yeah, there is definitely some weird heroin addict vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, an old man, uh, is knocking on the door of a uh, uh, Jimmy and Kathy's apartment, um, trying to find Jimmy. And Jimmy was at over at uh, Jet's house, uh, Jet's apartment, not his house. Uh, and he said, "Oh, by the way, uh, your mom's place is on fire." And, wow, uh, fucking landowner privilege over here. <laughs> Technically, I own shares. Anyway, uh, it's a co-op. Uh huh. Uh, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it's I weird. Like I got nothing. Yeah, I hoped I was going to come up with something. Co-ops are actually a very New York thing and not a very anywhere else thing. And it was actually hell trying to get somebody to like to pay for a mortgage that wasn't for a co-op that wasn't in New York or that, that was for a co-op, but not in New York. It's so weird. Hmm. Um, yeah, very strange. You can cut all that bullshit out. Uh, Don't worry. You cut it out before I complained about Trader Joe's and REI. I like REI. 
Fuck you, there are employees that live in their car. I mean, like, I like buying stuff from REI. I don't know them as, like, a company very well. Oh, you're a well-off white guy, you say? Hmm. <laughs> I live in Bethesda, Maryland, Chris. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I see. Got that Todd Howard going on. Yeah, uh-huh. got that Got that Skyrim money. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at this bitch. Uh-huh. She's about to release something on the Series X. I wonder if it'll be Skyrim! Yeah, is it the seventh port of Skyrim? <laughs> Actually, we're at 12. We're at 12? Yes. Yeah, bruh. If you count oh, the 64-bit and VR re-releases, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that that I understand. Like, I, I was just thinking platforms. You count them because you buy them separately. They definitely count. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, the uh, hotel um, that uh, Kathy working, is working her second job in is on fire. And what? I... What? Like, what? <laughs> hey, Jimmy, your mom's job's on fire. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what and it is. And then he leaves. He doesn't do take him there. Well, and the thing is, Jet doesn't immediately just fly out the window. He it's runs. Unbelievable. To like, be fair, I... when he finds out Kathy is trapped in the fire, he does forgo all subtlety and fly up the shaft of this hotel. You know but he so runs into is... the hotel. He could have flown in from the outside. Well, you know what's so funny, too, is that his shoes, before he flies off, already have holes in the bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a really good shot of him just, like, like looking up at the bottom of his foot, and there's, like, the big hole still there. It's I mean, really that's funny. because those are his feet. He's, he doesn't have shoes on. No, they're different. They're different than the ones he had when he was flying uh, with, the, with the soldiers. Unless you're telling me he has snap-on over boots. Uh-huh. You know, well, I actually Chris, just, like I'll like assembling Chris. a gunpla foot where you snap it on from both sides. Uh huh. You know, I'd believe it. I will That's actually so have to look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, they they run to the hotel, and then Jet hears that uh, Kathy's still in the building. Uh, because yeah, she Kathy went, ran she, in to save a little girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She went in to save a little girl who uh, she's fine. Uh, but he, yeah, he, he runs in and then like jets, huh? Uh, like jets up, uh, like a bunch of stories to get into one of the, um, one of the upper floors that are on fire. And, uh, like, I'm just going to point out because during this scene, it's more foreshadowing. Every time jet gets loud, another massive explosion rips by them. (laughs) Right. So, uh, he, he eventually finds her and uh, like she's like, you know, it, she's been inhaling the smoke and like trying to like I, I for a second, I thought they had like fucked up the animation. But it turns out she was covering her mouth with like a handkerchief, which is actually something you probably should be doing in that scenario. So like that, I'll give that a pass. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, he he ends up protecting her from an explosion uh, like. They, they like found out like was it the door that blew up or just the wall they just sensed the A wall, wall was exploding because you see the hole where it was yeah um but he shields her from it and uh he falls over and uh he busts his bad knee because it's always the same knee every single time yep uh and uh hey, Kathy no like cyborg super soldier until like took an explosion to the knee uh-huh yeah, pretty much. Well, we did just reference it. Yeah, we did. 
Walked right into that. Now one. I have to leave that whole digression in because otherwise that will make no sense. Matt, <laughs> Matt goes to his morning coffee shot and there's an arrow to the knee jar. Every time you make an arrow to the knee joke in Bethesda, Todd Howard gets a quarter. <laughs> uh, you, you, no, you have to pay double because you have to pay county taxes too on it. Damn, dude. That's that's a joke specifically for people who live in Bethesda. Uh, Shit. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is where, like, the wildest shit... Yeah, basically, she finds out, oh, you he was talking about uh, all those stories were about him. So she instantly, like, gets some respect for him, so much so that when Jet's like, get out of here, I'm hurt, like, save yourself, She's she literally pulls him up and says, uh, don't act like a little bitch. That's unbelievable. Is, it's verbatim. Yes. <laughs> it is peak New Yorker. A waitress with two jobs pulling a wounded cyborg up and going, oh yeah, pussy? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it like, throw, throw in something about pizza and it's like, you're done. Like, you can't do anything more about, about New York. This isn't and, Teenage and Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> hey, I'm saving a kid from a fire over here. Hey, Yo, how give me Yanks. a stromboli and a child who's still alive. Hey! <laughs> By the way, I, mean, I, have really, my, the, I have my I, next joke lined up already. Uh-huh. I, I just love how like our default New York thing is like Italian <laughs> when there's so much else in New York City. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we were just talking about like West Side Story. <laughs> Look at how many I mean, Cuomo's there are. Italian is the default New York. There, there is a certain amount to that. That's true. Also, speaking of how many Cuomos there are, haha, the president's speak, brother died. Speak, speaking of how many Cuomos there are, Jets, Cabs, Grandpa. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't about a Cu- Cuomo quote, was it? No, it's, I think it was about Pete. It, yeah, it was about Buttigieg. It's just funny. Oh, no, 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 it was about Beto. It was a Beto. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about Beto. <laughs> of course you would forget about that Beto cuck. Uh, God, Come that, on, that, that pun. He's a beta male. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke I just made, you dipshit. No, you called him a beta cut. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> Technically correct. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so uh, Jet's like, okay, fuck it. I, I have to live up to my stories, or else uh, this woman's gonna keep calling me a bitch. She somehow carries this robot. He's so heavy. Uh huh. Well, she lifts him. Then he starts walking on a sparking leg. Yeah, but with her on his back, like piggyback. Like yeah. she piggybacks on him up to the roof because uh, they they established before he goes in that there's a uh, helicopter coming. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. to pick up anybody. So they they head up to the roof, uh, and uh, Jet then uh, basically ghosts uh, Jimmy and his mom, being like, "Well, gotta go." Yeah. I, so I mean, so so the next day. Uh, Jet's uh, gotta leave the city because he can't fix his leg by himself so he leaves Jimmy a note uh, and he has to go because he'll die if he doesn't get the damage repaired. So Jimmy goes to talk to Jet about how he saved his mom he just finds the letter which just says forget about it Jimmy it's Chinatown uh, uh-huh. and not then he, he and Kathy he and Kathy go off to the fucking sea to see him and then you see him fly away and Jimmy's like oh, that was Jet because Jimmy's the dumbest character that's ever been in this show 
He's I a don't kid. know. We're about to talk about episode twenty, and that takes us to episode wrong. twenty. An episode so bad, I fell asleep instead of watching the rest of it. Man, I I, I feel you know. Before we move on, though, I would just say like like I in my head, I'm just like, oh no, Jet's gonna be his new dad. <laughs> like that was going to be the thing that comes back later on. <laughs> yeah, like it, it definitely has like that kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, episode twenty. Phantom, a phantom dog. Not any phantom dog. Yeah. So, how much detail do we want to spend on this one, or should I just quickly go through it? As much as necessary, because some of it's really dumb, and I don't remember what happens. Okay. Dude. Um, We start out... The cold open on this is wild. (laughs) It's winter, a man is walking through the streets of Tokyo, and suddenly he pulls his hand out of his pocket sees a flame on his fingers, and then he catches fire and violently dies in the middle of the street. Like, <laughs> you see his gold sunglasses start to melt and the lens pop out. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> do not shy away from the fires in this episode until the very last one. What I would say is slow down on the good parts and skip all the other shit. Yeah, no. Um, The good parts, like this guy immolating. Yeah, so all the other cast are reacting to this story in the newspaper the next morning when we discover Joe's adopted a dog, Kubikuro. I'm sure none of this is connected given the title of the episode, especially when other dogs react to Kubikuro with horror. Like, he's taking him on a walk and the German Shepherd is just, like, barking nonstop at him, trying to get at him. (laughs) So... Kubikuro entered Joe's life in spring that year when he saw a street performer having two dogs, Kubikuro's parents, solve math equations on the street. Mm-hmm. He became Joe's dog that fall when Joe was around after someone had absolutely destroyed the man and the dogs in a hit and run. I'm not kidding. And- Joe even looks at the skid marks and goes, uh-huh. oh, what the fuck? They backed up over them twice. Yeah. You're going to come, come correct. Yeah. Which, this is wild, given that this whole thing was an accidental hit-and-run. It would make more sense if this was Black Ghost Remnants cleaning up loose ends, but no. Oh, well, I I thought it was that, like, um, those guys, like, tried, you know, like, he was doing the the street, like, gambling thing, and these guys got took for a bunch of money. No, it's straight up an accidental hit-and-run, and the dude driving finished them off because he was like oh that's not good <laughs> that, that makes even less sense yes now and that's, said finish what you start yeah that's that's straight up it oh, but geez. um joe sees that kubikuro who was still a puppy at this point is still alive and so he adopts him but he also notices the parents had surgical scars he's like that's weird mm-hmm so, oh, is that what that is? I thought it was yeah. somehow implied that the old man ran over his dogs, then got ran over? No. What? <laughs> what? I was tired. Fuck you. <laughs> you were tired. I, I'm yeah. sorry. That's just a wild... Re- yeah, no. That's why so, we I'm were... sorry, Matt. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but by that point of the day, I had been like on three and a half hours sleep and had been in class for eight straight hours, and then I watched this. I was, yeah, like, no, mildly um, delusional, but I still caught that. 
that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's why I was talking about remnants of Black Ghost trickling out into the world earlier. This guy yeah. is probably an ex-Black Ghost scientist, and he was experimenting on the Sorry, others. I tried to watch this, but then I forgot about it. <sighs> Speaking of forget about it, uh, <laughs> at that night, there's a punk who's being an asshole to people at a subway station. His cigarette bursts into flames, and then so does he, but unlike the last guy, he gets a swifter death stumbling in front of the oncoming train. Yeah, I I got, like, a little bit of Persona 5, like, mental shutdown vibes from that. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so... Damn, is this Death Note? <laughs> well, speaking of some Death Note shit, Joel starts walking Kubikuro the next day, and the dog bolts off towards a ditch. The dog has discovered a car that's clearly slammed into something based on the damage, and Joe goes, Hey, is this the car that hit you, boy? Then Joe sees his dog's eyes begin glowing red without pupils, and he's like, Oh, that's weird. He calls the cops up the car! I forgot about that! Yeah! <laughs> and because this is fantasy land, the cops have, within a day determined this is the car that killed Kubikuro's parents, and the fingerprints of the two dead guys are inside. Is hitting a dog with a car a crime? I mean, running yeah, over a probably. man deliberately murdering him is. Oh, okay, I forgot about the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, animal cruelty is a crime, Chris. Yeah, even is in Japan, even running a over a dog want, twice will get you arrested. Yeah, like, 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 Chris, we've watched enough JoJo's to know that, like, that shit should not, people should be stopping that shit. That was my favorite of the shit post, by the way. Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet. I wonder why dogs are always happy, and then you see the dog stop bubble. I'm not from JoJo, thank God I'm not from JoJo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. actually thinking when I was watching this, I wonder if they'll realize this dog is a reverse JoJo situation. It's a dog that sets people on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Chegg and GB watch this news report right beside Joe and spell out, Boy, it sure seems like those two died as revenge for killing the old man and the dogs. And then Joe looks right at his dog and says nothing, and follows his dog out into the night that evening, doing nothing to stop it. And it kills one of the remaining two people in the car, nearly takes out the other. But, by the way, also, like... The thing about this, uh, like, Kuikuro is that he shows up, like, he doesn't live at the house. He just shows up from outside. Right? Like, I feel like every time we saw the dog, the dog was just, is feral, like, runs around outside, just keeps coming back to see Joe. So, it's 50-50, but yeah, they clearly put it out at night, which mm -hmm. is wild, given that it is a snowy winter right now. I feel like that's the wrong thing to be doing. But yeah. Mm. The dog just goes outside at night, and it keeps not coming back in the evenings during this murder spree. <laughs> so, the next day, the news reports say the last survivor has turned himself into police, but also points that said man confessed a dog was burning them all to death. Gilmore uh -huh. just hears this and goes, A dog? What the fuck? And Francois hears this and immediately goes up to Joe, Oh, your dog's not back, huh? Seems like it might be out murdering people. That's weird. And, in probably not the brightest move, the news later announces the suspect is going to be moved from one station to another at a certain time of night and gives the route. You know, I'm really glad that the dog figured that out. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the dog clearly <laughs> understands human speech. Yeah, I, when we find out what is the deal with this dog, like none of this makes this, sense. This is a wild sequel to Ghost Dog. What I mean, this is literally the shit? plot of Firestarter, the Stephen King. Yeah, novel. I, yeah, I was about to say this is Cujo meets Firestarter. Yeah. Yeah, Firestarter is the girl's parents were experimented on as part of a research trial years ago, and then they hook up and have a kid who's naturally pyrokinetic. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's literally the plot. But they weren't cyborgs. Yeah, they weren't cyborgs. Apparently, these dogs were made into cyborgs, which turned this fucking puppy into a goddamn psychic. It's weird. Yeah. yeah Black ghost experiments, everyone. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh Kubikuro. The anime is so bad. Sometimes. Sometimes Kuro leaps out into the road so the cops crash their car to avoid him. And he shows up and try uh, Joe shows up and tries to talk the dog down, but the ginger dipshit in the car, the final survivor, just goes, Oh god, that dog, and that sets Kubikuro off again. Mm -hmm. But Joe accelerates in front of pyrokinesis, which is apparently a physical object, takes the blow, and all the fire does is burn off his coat, revealing the Zero Zero uniform. Where did he put the scarf? <laughs> it was it was tucked under. I mean, it is cold. I would imagine. They're like, damn, right Joe now. is thick. Oh, wait, that's the scarf. Uh-huh. Joe tucking the coat into that thing to make it look like he doesn't have Hank Hill ass is the funniest mental image to me. Thank you. You're welcome. Because <laughs> that dude is a fucking rail. Uh, I mean, like, but, most yeah. of the characters are a rail, except for, like, the big strong ones and, like, the Chang. fat one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe tries to talk the dog down, but it fails. So Kubikuro blows up the cop car as a distraction. Uh -huh. Fell asleep right before he blew up the cop car. God damn it. Yep. Yeah, you literally fell asleep <laughs> five minutes from the end, dude. And the guy tries to run, spooked by the blast, and the dog lights him up like God's wrath, with flames reaching into the sky. Hell yeah. Fucking wow. Like when an angel blows up? Yeah, it, like, it's that straight rules. up that tear. Like, you that see the rules. flames off the screen. <laughs> you just get the bump shot from Tokyo, and it's just like somebody playing Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be even stupider in ten seconds, but at this point, it all turns into a tragedy. One of the cops tries to shoot the dog because, yeah, no shit, but Kubikuro burns the hands to wound, and <laughs> Joe just uh -huh. spins around and old yellers his fucking dog. What? Yeah. yeah! Shoots it right in the, well, I don't know, right in the head, but it looks like it's shot right in the head. Yeah, he whips out the ray gun and blasts Kubikuro, dude. Yeah, and like, yeah, the like weirdest part is that the dog just kind of goes... Yeah, okay. Yeah, the dog puts his head down and surrenders to Joe doing this, so clearly he just didn't want to die to a pig. It would have been way better if Kubikuro, like, ignited all the bullets in the cop's gun. That might be what happens, because this cop's hands are in fucking flames, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he gets it bad. But <sighs> somehow, the guy who was just in a pillar of flame is alive, being put under a burn blanket while medics bandage the cop's hands. And they're just letting Joe cry over his dog in the road while this is happening. Well, we, oh, we, we skipped over the part where Joe tries to reason with, with the dog being like, let the humans punish him, please. We, we, yeah, I didn't mention that detail, but yeah, that's part of his speech trying to talk the dog down. Oh, jeez. What the fuck, 
dude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, this gets even wilder when we get to the wrap up part. Yeah, because... yeah, we we kind of we kind of spoiled it, but. Yeah, since this involved psychic shit, Ivan wakes up and goes, well, clearly it's the fact that this dog was the child of augmented parents that made him pyrokinetic, but it was so his love- So fucking stupid! <laughs> but it was his love for those parents that made him able to hate enough to kill the men. Uh-huh. Oh my god. GB throws out that, hey, maybe this guy was ex-Black Ghost, and Gilmore's like, mm, could be. Sure would be weird if the dissolution of a mad science empire set a lot of weird geniuses loose on the world, huh? Anyway, next time someone rediscovered dinosaurs, which is also a coincidence. Uh-huh. I'm sure. Uh, so, geez. yeah. With that done, how are you feeling going into the final chunk of season one of Cyborg 009? How many more episodes of Cyborg 009 are? It is 51 episodes total. We are about to oh, close God. season one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Remember can't, when can't I pointed out that guy in the trench coat? Episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, a, you get to skip some of them, you motherfucker. You don't have to watch the recaps. And B... I will, though, because I'm too dumb to remember to skip them. Just watch <laughs> the 25 next time. You'll be fine. I had you pin a message where Matt said, I already pinned the schedule, so there are maybe two <laughs> pins I would notice. <laughs> Fuck, man. And I only scrolled <laughs> up, like, not that far, either, to find it. But, I yeah, scrolled up uh, a little and then got bored and then missed the message and then tried to scroll back down and got bored and then missed it again. Jesus which is Christ, why I asked. Chris. Look, how do you do anything? <laughs> I ask myself that every day. I'm like, I did. I'll be like, you're taking a shit and looking at bunch, but like, damn, how, did I, how do I even remember anything enough to be up server? Here, I'll give you this as a tease. We'll be back in two weeks with the close of season one, discover that nobody in Japan has ever heard of Jurassic Park, and start uh-huh. getting to the actual after-effects of, oh shit, black ghost scientists are loose on the world with the Mythos arc. Dinosaurs? Forget about it. It's the only way to go out. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm, I'm gonna cut it there. But, uh... Oh. god damn it at least i can be sure you're going to forget this before the no don't you dare don't you dare i know you're thinking it fuck you don't forget about me eat my entire ass both of you now i have to leave this in just for getting angry Oh. <laughs> I'm so pleased with myself right now. God damn it. <laughs> Most odd brand I've ever been. God. That's damn. committing to the bit. <laughs>